0: and it's over to Lewis and Robbie.
1: Hello and welcome, listeners to episode. Are we recording? What? Are we recording?
2: <laughs> I hope so.
1: Hello and welcome, listeners to episode 83. Need more of a gap okay. there. I recommend edit that. Is that enough of a gap? It was. <laughs> Hello and welcome, listeners to episode 83, the Two Heads Talk Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Robbie Anton, and I've been stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. I've got a cold, I'm running on three crunchies and a can of Coke Zero to be here today and I'm joined by the moral compass, Dr. Lewis Kirkham. (laughs) Lewis, how are you? That's a worry, mate. If I'm the moral
2: compass, yeah, the
1: moral compass. We've just been talking uh, off air yes. about, about how you are the moral compass of your uh, of your workplace, about how you're the uh, the, the arbiter, you're the, uh, the the judge, the jury, and the executioner of uh, all things that are just <laughs> and right. I don't think so, mate. I you think, don't think so. I think we're over, over
2: overstating it. Are you, or
1: are you the catalyst? Are you the one that sort of makes things that like you? The the reactions still would have happened, but you just make them happen quicker.
2: Just bounce off me. Yeah, that's right. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. They, they just bounce off me. I'm just part part of the reaction, mate. Just. Uh, just to sit there and try and dumb uh, not dumb <laughs> dampen down some dampen of the responses it down just just to dampen of... down some of the responses yes yeah okay right. uh,
1: the 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 responses or, or trying to um, you know, reduce down the 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 actions yeah, like are you are you are you there trying to help to to uh, to defuse a situation, or or you're there just going? No, nah, look, let's just. I mean, we're not going into names, not going into details, but it's, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, just, I'm interested in delving into this as the um as part of the part of the makeup of Dr. Kirk and that that the listeners don't know about. You know? I'm not
2: interested in delving this at all, <laughs> mate. I work I work in a small clinic. Everyone knows everyone else, so we've all got we've got our own jobs to do. Fantastic. So for this, and I know they listen too. And it's a, it is a good crew. That's that's been the moral t- 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 compass. No, no, I'm not. That's moral. all. It's, it's moral just, it, compass. It, it's just you're the one all that right. people look up to. That's all. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, now today, this week, this week, this week, had a, a, a today. Yes, had a client come in today, um, and uh, brought their dog in. A dog had diarrhea. Right, and uh, and yeah, you know, usual examination. You know, having to look at the dog, looked at, picked up the tail, looked looked at the back end, uh, had a bit of lettuce coming out of its bum. Nice. Oh, I thought I've gone. Oh. Whoa, that's a bit weird I've gone, that's okay, it's just the tip of the iceberg Yeah, boom <laughs> hey, hey, nice oh, one slow, slow on the things, mate Oh, hey, <laughs> I thought
1: hey. you were going to say someone had suck a rocket up its bum <laughs> oh,
2: Yeah, yeah, hey That's, that's not bad, <laughs> that's not bad, mate Yeah, yeah. that's not bad, we'll Why? give you that
1: one Why just cause? Oh, oh
2: we could we go all day We <laughs> could go all day <laughs> I'm ready for him now This is great, mate You got any more? <laughs> I'll think about something Yeah, you think about it All right Sure, I'll pause? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Oh, and the other thing I had today, I wanted to say what this, other
1: types of lettuce are there? Uh,
2: don't Let's know, eat. Uh, some funny lettuce joke. There we go. There nice. we go. All right, I, I had a client in today, yeah. uh, and we talked off air. We won't mention any names, but uh, from a, a TV show that uh, that likes to watch other TV shows, shall yes. we say? We'll leave it at that, and uh, and you know. You know, when you're doing a consult, I mean, all the consults, I like them to go smoothly. I like, yep. you know, everything, you know, you've got your routine of how you do this, how you've examined the animal, how you give a, vac- a vaccination or an injection, yep, yep. and you want it to all go really smoothly. Well, this, this client had a dog that, yeah, you know, perhaps wasn't so amenable to what was going, had sore ears. Yeah, right. Do you feel, wanted to take treats, but, you know, we'll talk This this a little bit of a topic for later, but, um, you know, a little bit hard to examine the ears. I could get a sample, okay, while I was taking treats, a bit distracted, all went fine, and, you know, yeah, we've got some treatment for the dog. And I said, "Look, I, th- I really want it. These are so sore. Yeah, I want to yeah. give it an anti-inflammatory injection." So you know, oh, the owners like celebrity owner. You know, a little bit nervous. You know, just you know, as you yeah. are. You know, just around you know, you know, being being uh, e-grade celebrities we are, mate. Yeah. When when you meet the real thing, yeah, you know, really, you don't know what to say. <laughs> and and I was, you know, sh- sh- uh, th- they 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 yes oh, sorry uh, uh, um, from TV show yeah right uh, Yep, yep um. Was was lovely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for any Morse coders out yeah. there, you're probably giving it away there. The dot dot dash, yeah, yeah. And anyway, and um, and so went went to give the needle the dog, and I said, oh look, you know, she, she's like, oh, do you want me to hold the dog? I was like, no, no, I'm pretty sure I got the, got this damn pat. So gone to give the needle the dog, you know, just at the back of the neck was just uh, subcutaneous, like where yep. a vaccinations given for the owners there. Dogs prompted to sort of leap in the air. Right. Just some holders. Quite a big dog. Yes. Quite a big dog, you know, maybe thirty kilos. Done a bit of a leap in the air, sort of you jump I thought it's gonna bite me. I've jumped back. Yep. Needle and syringe still stuck in the dog. I was going to say, dog. is the needle still in there? Needles yeah, yeah. still stuck in the dog. And I'm like, oh, okay. Dog's running around, backed into the corner. I'm like, oh, okay, righto. Uh, look, um, and, and the, yeah, the 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 celebrity person's there. Oh, do you know what he's doing? Sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I just need to get that syringe. Couldn't get near the dog. Dog's run to the other corner. Syringe has dropped out. Right. Yeah. All right. Can get the syringe. Syringe and an open needle on the ground. Yeah. Gone to grab it. Down to my hands and knees, under the consult table, crawling around trying to grab it. As it's walked along, still had the lead attached. Just sort of swept the needle and the syringe sort of under the dog. It's literally gone to about step on the needle. Oh. And I was like, I'm like, on my hands and knees trying to crawl oh, around no. on the floor. Like, you know what's going on? Managed to grab the needle. Going, oh, yeah. look, okay. We might need to have another go at that again. Might need to get you a hold. Gone to hold the dog. White dog. Yeah. Guess what was happening where the needle was? Yeah, bleeding. Bleeding. Yeah. Bleeding profusely. Yes, yeah. One drop of blood <laughs> turns a white dog pink. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So, so and, and uh, I thought after, I thought, geez. They're gonna to want to come back and see me. Couldn't have gone any worse.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> great. What a, what a terrific, you know yeah, exactly.
2: I, I thought if if if, they, if if they could have had that recorded and then commentated on that, I think it would have been quite hilarious. Oh, absolutely! From yeah. that TV show, I wonder whether or not
1: they um they they could do that for, from the podcast. You yeah, know, they just got to sit down and just listen to the podcast. of you recounting,
2: going, "Oh, that didn't happen like
1: that at all. <laughs> it was just it was it was so crappy. It was rubbish. <laughs> it was terrible. It was
2: terrible. Or maybe she thought I was amazing. He just handled it so beautifully. Mate, you might dog
1: have, loved it. You might have done it so much better than the last person. The, 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 the needle might still have been there from the last person.
2: Oh, that's true. I didn't check. You didn't check. Didn't check. Run that. Run well, it might that.
1: have been a hairy dog, so it might have been hard to see. You yeah, know? it might have been a couple of aki needles. It still, was, it still was a white and
2: red dog by the time I left it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and so this week uh, it's Halloween. 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 And just want a little bit of a shout out. We talked about Halloween. Halloween. The yeah. Part the the uh, the Bay Street party that's coming up on the weekend. Yes. Come down. Come down. And say g'day to me. Yep. If you're in Bay Street, Port Melbourne, in Victoria, I'll be on the mic for a little bit. I believe. Nice. Uh, hopefully not for long. Selling some books. Oh yeah, roll up, <laughs> yeah. just uh, I'll, I'll get discounts for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> nice one. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I like you, that, you mate. Lo- you love getting on the
1: microphone in front of people. I know it's oh. one of your uh, your secret fetishes. You know yeah, the, the moral compass that you are. You
2: know you like to get up there and and orate. That is not my bag, baby. I'm, <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm not. Yeah, you know me. I, I'm, I'm happy to sit behind the mic. Can't see the, can't see the, 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 the listeners. The, the, the quiet, the, the safety, the sanctity of your own home
1: no, in no. the, in the cave, in, in front of the deal deal fireplace. Yes, yeah. Yep. <laughs> on a hot day. On a hot day, on a 39 <laughs> degree day. <laughs> yeah.
2: After you've been in the car for two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so Halloween. Yes. Just a little bit of shout out that things that don't mix on Halloween. Yes. Um. Candy, candy's good for Halloween. Absolutely, That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate and dogs don't, miss don't a, mix. mix, k- no. But costumes and dogs and cats Oh, like bit well, no, similar No, 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 coming to the door. Oh, So if right. you've got a dog... And kids are all dressed up coming to the door. It's it's guaranteed your dog will get upset and get yeah, really scared out. because they, right. you know we, they'll look weird. Yeah. So if you've got a dog, make sure that if you go to the door that the dog's actually secured somewhere, so they're not rushing out and then they you know might bite a, bite a kid or, yes. or get really scared and bite you when you try and hold them. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really common thing actually happens at, at Halloween. Oh, that's a great point. i never thought about that. Yeah. yeah. If you're out walking at trick or treating night, I think oh, it's, it's Thursday night, thirty first. Yeah. Uh, you know, just just be aware of that. Maybe go a bit later even when all the kids are going to bed. Yes. Yeah. Or or go, go somewhere where there aren't a lot of kids hanging around, maybe go to the beach or yeah, something, right. something like that. If you're close to the beach. Yeah. So there's a bit of a shout out, mate, for um for, for, for listeners just to, just to be aware of that.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, like I said, I'd never thought about that with um uh, with the Halloween stuff, and I tell you what, yeah, dogs are eating stupid stuff. Like we've um, I, I, we have to try and uh, get into a get a new rubbish bin at home, yeah. Because I think Rosie, since we've moved, she started um going through the rubbish bin. It's still the same rubbish bin; it's been there her entire life, yeah. But now suddenly she's getting into it. And so the other day, um, Christina, uh, uh Rosie came up and um, like she was sitting on the couch, and Rosie came up and put rub put a face on. What's this stuff? Oh no, this is all the sauce of the rice <laughs> that I've just chucked in the chucked in the sauce. bin. Oh no! So then I've had to. So she's gone and got the stuff. So we've got some you know emer- emergency you know, stuff at home to try and make yeah.
2: her vomit. Did, did you? She's licking and stuff. Did you sort of have a little have a little oh, taste so, to go?
1: Hang oh, on, butter chicken. It, it is better the next day. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So Christine is given the stuff to try and make her uh, make her vomit, and so not only then did she bring up. Um, so she because. Uh, Christina realised that she'd also chucked in the the um, the little absorbent pad from the roast that she'd been cooking oh, that day. Mm. So she bought up that. Wow! She, she bought up the um, the the salmon skins from dinner from the night before. She bought up the bags with ham in it that I chucked out the day before. So she literally went through this entire. It was like. Oh, Whippet, you are such a pain oh. in the bum. So we managed to clear it all out. So you know, it's stupid Rosie. You know, she's just drive driving us insane. So if you do have your your, your little bag of um, of uh, chocolates and lollies and stuff that you're having up the front of the uh, the front of that front door, it, make sure you keep that out of the dogs. You know, out of the dogs' reach as well, because they'll
2: go through that like a uh, yeah, like a steam train. Good stuff. And actually I had a. Uh, uh, a client today that they had to buy a hundred dollar new bin with a secure lid on it because they had a new baby with nappies and their dog was getting into the nappies. Oh, so right. That's a real common. Cool but if you had a copy of my book, yeah, you would know that's what you need to do. Obviously, how they had a copy. One hundred and one ways to stop bin scabbing your dog. Exactly, mate. Yeah. I, know, I know. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that
1: one on Amazon. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it sells well. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How, how many? How many is it, copies of that have you sent to
2: the Ooh, Queen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Now, big thank you to Zilkeen, uh, the uh, supporters of the show. They've been on board for a long time. Yes. Thank you, guys. Mild anxiety-lowering medication um, that we use. or I use all the time in the clinic. You do as well, yeah, Robbie. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you, your dog's uh, having troubles with, with car travel, maybe visiting the vet, mm. um, you know, lots of different reasons, maybe going out somewhere and it's getting anxious when you're leaving, really good uh, medication you can use, or not a medication, a supplement. Yeah. Uh, you can get over the counter. You don't need a script for it. Really safe. So um, so if, you, if your
1: animal's showing any signs of anxiety, go and have a talk to your vet about whether or not that could be uh, a good option
2: uh, for you. Dogs and cats. You know, you can yeah, you can get them for so excellent. Yeah. And also, a big thank you to our Patreon supporters. Love you guys. Um, we've I think we have got a, a Patreon question. We might hold off till next week. Yeah, at cool. At this stage, um, and uh, see so how yeah, we have got for time. Um, but thank you guys. Really support uh, you. You are the ones that support us. You're you're there all the time. Just give me a little bit of bit of money every month. It's really really helpful. Absolutely. And, and if you like to support us, you like what we talk about. You want me to get a bit more training on giving needles to celebrity pets <laughs> animals. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, you, you, you two can support us. Go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com and search for Two Vets Talk Pets and you can give us a, a couple of bucks to keep things ticking on the show. Absolutely. All righty. <coughs> for a sec. Yeah, no, you're right, mate. You cough away. <laughs> I am going to talk about a mystery. Yes. That has probably confounded us for decades. Right. And probably you yourself. Yeah. Robbie. I'm, I'm often confounded. Yes. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And the and the, the mystery is why are wombat feces cube shaped? That's right. Yeah, yes. that's a great. It's, it's because it's always... so much f- fiber that they like. It's like passing a brick. Have you been wondering that for oh, a long often, time? Often,
1: yeah. Every, every time I see a wombat wombat feces stacked in a nice pile when I'm wand- walking around, uh, you know, in the wildlife out in the the sanctuary, In, I in I a go, Ru-
2: Rubik's cube shape. Absolutely, and yeah. I wonder,
1: gee whiz, how do they manage to pass that? They must have very
2: yeah, relaxing sphincters Yeah As I look for a, a, a Wombat sound I haven't got anything Maybe this with this, uh, this one That's a squirrel It is a, yeah. bit of a squirrel anyway. Have you ever heard Wombats when they're on the When they're on the pool like when they're
1: uh, trying to, be what? when they're on the pool, when they're trying to find a, another wombat to love, they a train along or something. Yeah, well, no. that that might be might be what it's like for them, you know. Um, when they, when they're trying to find another wombat to love in a very oh, special in, way to make little baby wombat in
2: season to our young listeners out yes. there. Yes. Yes. Oh no. my. Oh my goodness. So,
1: um, mum and dad used to live out in Bunyip. Yes. And um, so there'd be wombats that would come around at night, and so if it wasn't the the possums running around on the tin roof trying to trying to get busy, the wombats like as they're walking past the window. Oh my goodness! Those things—it sounds like a you know, like a, a wild animal. You know, like you go. Like, it was like, what in the <gasps> freaking hell? Oh, exactly! Wow, yeah. mate! Insane. Yeah. insane,
2: insane. So they they get they, they really get get, get, a get a pretty of, aggro at it, you know? Yeah, well, this doesn't doesn't address doesn't, that, mate. But, but what does it address? It, does, does, it? does address their cube shaped poo. Right. Researchers have finally discovered why wombat feces is cube shaped, right. and it's not what they initially thought. When a group of University of Tasmania researchers sliced open a wombat, a dead wombat, they were surprised. (gasps) For years, scientists believed the cubes were formed at the point of exit. Yes. So around the Anus. Yes, yeah, yeah. But a more recent discovery reveals the animals' intestines had more to do with the unusual shape of their faeces. Senior lecturer in wildlife ecology, Scott Carver... Carver, Carver was from dissecting. Right, yeah. Carver. Carver. Funny, yeah. funny name for someone dissecting a wombat, carving it up. Oh, I got karma, you with it? The, the you, oh, you think of K A V A? I was
1: I was. I was th- yeah, picturing myself back in Fiji and trying to have the,
0: her, the, herpes, uh, her, her, the herpes, herpes, herpes
1: filled um, coconut
2: cup from a uh, from a chief. The yeah. viral conjunctivitis exactly, cup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> lovely, lovely. It was dissecting wombat's to study mange disease, which is really common. So it's that's, yep. that's a mite that they get, they're really itchy. How
1: are they trying to get that out of their intestines? I'm not
2: sure. When he and his research team made the discovery. It was quite incredible, Mister Carver said. Yeah, we found that their cubed feces actually goes back about a meter inside their intestines. Wow! From the anus, which is really quite far inside their bodies, considering that they're only yeah. usually about
1: thirty centimeters. Thirty, 30 centimeters long, yeah. <laughs> so it's sort of forming before the actual body even starts. Yeah, yeah, that's like right. In the in front, before
2: they've eaten it, yeah, it's a cube just sitting there. It's a but
1: it's a it does. You can't see it. It's no, like a, it's a it's a pseudo cube. Yeah, but then it, pass, it passes through them. Yeah, yes, right. I yeah. like it. it. Sounds like a Marvel movie um, Like a Meridian, yeah. you know, or the the, the Reiki style as it passes through. <laughs> Using a microscope, oh, something a bit more
2: technical. Yeah. Mr. Carver said his team discovered. To look the, at the intestines? The meter long intestines. The meter long intestines, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, had yeah. It on the microscope. <laughs> Using a microscope, Mr. Carver said his team discovered the animal's muscle thickness around the circumference of their colons varies threefold. Right, that probably sharpens the corner of the feces. sharpens sharpens it as it descends down their intestines. He said, wombat's intestines are said to be nine meters in length. Nine meters in length. Nine right yeah. meters. <gasps>
1: wow, that's a, that's some curly, curly, curly intestines in there. A size, Mister Carver described
2: as just huge. I yeah. agree with that. I'd, 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 I'd cover with that Yes Yeah I, I can thought, incur. I think so It's a medical definition yep. Just huge Just huge Yes Do you get that a bit mate Just huge Just huge I want I, I do plenty of bicep curls I get just, <laughs> just huge Just huge Just huge mate Given the size of the animal Compared to the average human Grass takes about a week to get through a wombat's intestine, whereas our intestine is about two thirds the length that of a wombat, and it takes us about forty-eight hours. Mm, yep. Right, so that's pretty quick for us. Yes, but yep. a week. H-
1: hence the corn,
2: oh, corn passage. Uh, right, a week from them. He said wombat scat. Oh, another term there. Yeah. Was also much drier than human feces. The square-shaped scat has long baffled bushwalkers and scientists and Robbie alike. Confounded. Yes, Mr. Carver said the discovery dispelled many myths, including that wombats' pubic bones squeeze their feces into square packages. <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> I wonder if they had babies, they come out square as well. If that was the case, <laughs> that the animals had a square shaped sphincter. Right. Well, that, yeah, well, That's easily uh, surely, debunked surely by. So they've just looked. Well, I guess it's hard to get to that point of a wombat without getting your face scratched off. So I don't know. they're not that bad. They're all that bad. I, I've we had a pet one. I, I did some work experience up at a place in Hursbridge. Had a pet one. Really, it was the most beautiful thing. It would chase you around the yard. Yeah, and then when it banged into you, geez, it would hurt like a really <laughs> ram <rammed laughs> into you. Yeah, it right. It's called Thomas. Really, Thomas. Cute. Yeah, Thomas. I wonder where he's at now. Oh, you yeah. know, might still be alive. That was might thirty be pass, years ago. Probably passing out
1: cube feces I somewhere. I don't know yeah. how long they live for. Not thirty years, I wouldn't have thought. Possibly Thomas is ended up on Doctor Carver's I, th- table. I think he's a handbag now. <laughs> yeah,
2: Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> a little pouch for money. <laughs> it was all deposit uh, uh, he said not only was the shape of wombat feces unique to the animal kingdom right it was also deposited in prominent place to communicate with each other Right. Go check out my huge cube. Look ones. at my cube. Look at, at my that. big cube ones. May have a go at that one. Yeah. See if you can stack those in a pile.
1: Yeah. What, what do you What do you reckon of this one? Gee, whiz yo you, you think you think my
2: sphincter's square shaped? You should see my three fold intestinal muscles. <laughs> do you reckon like they they got their cube shape? I reckon their cube shape so they can stack them, and then they have a little game where they get like kangaroo poo that's round, and they try and roll the cubes down. Like they have a bit of a game like a bowling alley,
1: like like marble stop. Maybe maybe it's got something to do with maybe they if. Um, ev- Evolved on Hills... And they realise that, you know, if you poo, if you do round poo, it just rolls down the hill. So down yeah. the bottom of the hill, it's just this big quagmire. It's unsanitary, Lewis. You know, it, it attracts flies and all yeah. that sort of stuff, even even with it being dry. But they realise if you do a square poo, it just stays there. It doesn't actually roll down the hill. <laughs> it doesn't roll. Away. I've
2: seen a lot of bombat poo or poo rolling down hills. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. It's pretty common,
1: isn't it? Or, or maybe it's a thing to try and try and combat uh, dung beetles. Because dung beetles, they, they, they sort of push up round poo, but they get confused. Founded as well Lewis By the By the squareness They just sit there And they just Try and push A, a square poo Up a round pole Or something For, like that From Africa From Africa Yeah, yeah. The
2: beetles From Africa in, in Melbourne Victoria Absolutely Yeah <laughs> Maybe the dung beetles fly out Push them into squares And then fly home again
1: Are you saying that Dung beetles African dung beetles Don't get to come on holidays Are you trying to Peter mm-hmm. Dutton this Of saying that African dung beetles Are not welcome in this country Not welcome Is this a two vets Talk pets exclusive here That they That, that, they're, that they're not welcome
2: We are exclusive we are They're ex- not Malcolm They're, they're welcome. Not, not, Malcolm. Not, Malcolm. <laughs> not Malcolm Malcolm Turnbull Not welcome Alrighty, so there you go How's that? That's a fantastic article Well done Lewis Look at that Square feces That that was amazing Yeah Everyone's loving that. That 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 was cutting edge Everyone's congr- oh, good. I was just—I
1: was trying to make sure that it wasn't a. Uh, we, we, what the crowd noise Rude. was? It's a. It's a. It's a. It sounds like a football. A
2: football crowd. A, it a is. soccer crowd. Yeah, oh, well, right. well, well, it might be. They're in. They're yeah. in today.
1: Well, that's uh, now. Now, I actually have have something just because you know I, I came completely unprepared until I realised that I still actually had this article drummed up on my computer good that we didn't stuff. talk about last time. Good stuff. Um, so, uh, so given that you, you know, we were we were opining before about the uh, the joys of being a teenage uh, a dad to teenage girls. Yes. So you'd be all over the Bieber, you'd be all over Biebs, wouldn't you? You know your girls into Justin Bieber. Yeah, look more uh, Taylor Swift, more Tay Tay than Tay Tay Yeah,
2: and and the new uh, uh, Dance Monkey, uh, Tones and I. Oh, the Dance kids were Monkey. telling me about Dance Monkey the other day. Yeah, Dance Monkey. Yeah, Dance Monkey. Yep, yeah. Yep. Uh, so. But Bieber, look, yes, it may be a second, a second okay. or third string, so, yes. Go so, on. um,
1: so Justin, but this is an article that uh, that was is in, this animal related? mate? It is animal related, right, Oh, Great, of course it's animal related. <laughs> Fantastic. You no, know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring anything Bieber related that wasn't didn't have an animal bend to it. I'm just going to die again. Hang on.
2: Well, I was going to, I was going to uh, actually, I had an article on about a marathon that was run under two hours. We could talk about that one. Well, but was... the podcast doesn't go for that long.
1: No, well, the, no, no, but but the car trip to get here does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how funny is that? That guy ran 42 <laughs> kilometres in less time. It's 21 k's for me to get from my work to your house, and he ran a marathon in the time it took me to get here.
2: You didn't have the special shoes on, didn't mate. So? No, l- that's spring. No, that's no, no, spring. No.
1: Also, didn't have the chasers to keep me going. That's yeah, right, 41.
2: Forty-one paces. Forty-one paces on especially yeah. flattened track. Absolutely. Was we're, that, we're, was that you, the... at Melbourne Marathon, mate? I,
1: I can guarantee you that I wasn't setting any pace at all at that stage. You, know? you didn't have
2: the shoes, mate. You need the shoes. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. No, maybe that's the maybe that's the secret. Get you know?
2: onto Patreon, guys, and support us, and we can buy Robbie a pair of those shoes. Some
1: Nice shoes. Yeah, yeah. be nice. They'd like that. Speaking speaking of unfashionably expensive shoes, Justin Bieber. Yes. Right. Justin Bieber defends buying designer kittens. So this is an article from BBC News from the 5th of October. Whoa, so, cutting edge. Uh, Justin Bieber has told animal rights group Peter to suck it oh. after it criticised him for buying designer kittens rather than rehoming cats from a shelter. According to the Hollywood Reporter, the singer spent $35,000 or £28,000 on a pair of kittens named Sushi and Tuna. <gasps>
2: Yeah, I know. That is a lot of money. It's for a lot
1: a of money for a couple for of cats.
2: a couple of fish, fish named fish cats. cats. Fish related cats, yeah. Sushi and tuna.
1: The savannah cats are a crossbreed between a domesticated cat and a medium-sized, large-eared, wild African serval cat. Oh. Now, I, Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the other reason why I bought this oh. in because I thought I'd just dangle that little oh. particular toy mouse there in front of you. You know what?
2: Justin, if you're listening, mate, you need my number because you're going to need a behaviour console down the track. There's no doubt about no, it. Look how cute these they, little oh, cats don't doubt, are. Don't doubt they're, they're cute, so mate. Cute. Spotted. They're going to be cute like that forever, aren't they, Lewis? What's this uh, got to? Is, did he make shoes out of them? What's this got to with the shoes? Oh
1: no, this was just you. You try a Segway. To, so, so, a, a segue. A Segway. <laughs> a, a rather robust and, and it was square shaped, fecal, fecal smelling Segue It was. Yeah, very <laughs> really um, nice. Peter said that pop star is fueling the dangerous demand for hybrid cats. Get uh, Go focus on real problems. In an Instagram post, Justin25 argued Peter should concentrate on tackling issues like poaching and animal brutality. He added, go focus on real problems. You are, just you, the letters you are, trippin'. Because I want a specific you're, you're, kind of...
2: You're tripping.
1: Yeah, you're tripping. You're tripping. Trippin'. Because I want a specific kind of cat, question mark. You weren't tripping when I got my dog Oscar and he wasn't a rescue. Every pet we get must be a rescue, question mark. I believe in adopting rescues, but I also think there are preferences and that's what breeders are for, y'all. I didn't put the y'all in there. I put the y'all in. You know. <laughs> what's
2: y'all? y'all? What's that? I just put that in. There, That's didn't. not Canadian. He's Canadian. That's American. Yeah, deep uh, south. You have no idea what I'm. What Yolo Yolo Yolo. You, you Yolo. don't know what
1: you're talking about. Think more deeply. But Peter says uh, Peter say Justin Bieber could inspire his fans around the world to save a life. Who's Peter? Peter, uh, protection uh, um, of oh, yeah yeah. Right, just
2: for our uh, viewers that uh, don't know,
1: treatment of animals, ethical treatment of animals. Right. They're very um, very mobile at the moment with the spring racing carnival. Yeah, and, you know, yeah around yeah. here in Melbourne. Yeah, you know.
2: well, I thought you might be talking about Peter Andre, but you know they're, going, they're doing yeah, a yeah. sit up off or something. Uh,
1: yes, yeah, P- <laughs> Peter Singer. You know? some kind of
2: sad girl.
1: Oh my, my baby. darling, yeah. Um, Woo. In a statement, the group urged the singer to think more. T- thank you. Um, Urges him to think more deeply about the issue. Responding to his "suck it" comment, they said, "When millions of animals are losing their lives every year because not enough people adopt, choosing instead to shop, the animal overpopulation crisis is a real problem. That's what sucks." Sushi and tuna are not the Canadian star's first exotic pets. In 2013, Justin was given a capuchin monkey called OG Mali, which he tried to take on tour to Germany. The monkey was. Yeah. The monkey was confiscated from him and donated to a German zoo.
2: Wow! So there you he go. He tried to
1: take it to Germany. Yes, he tried to take his Capuchin monkey as carry-on
2: into Germany. So they don't have emotional support monkeys on planes, obviously.
1: No, well, no, unlike ju- miniature horses, I think they've realised that Justin Bieber doesn't actually need emotional support. He's he's got oh. thirty five thousand pounds to be able to spend on you know two Savannah cats.
2: Yeah, that's incredible, isn't it? That, isn't that, that insane? That is amazing. So their first cross, yeah, you'd have trouble getting those out of the country as well. You're oh, not allowed to I'll, export those I would have thought so. Yeah, I would have thought yeah, so. because they're yeah. essentially a wild animal. Wild animals, yeah, yes. that's right. They're not allowed,
1: not allowed to bring them into Australia, yeah. that's and, for sure. Uh, do
2: you get a lot of Bengal cats at your clinic?
1: We get a few Bengals, yes. yes. yes.
2: How do you find sort of... Uh, Examining them and handling them uh, They are incredibly vocal cats Right yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, And they're, you know, gen- you know, mobile, you know, they, they, they're wriggly But, yeah, you know, they're generally, I find them okay you Yeah, know, I, I
2: reckon when I used to behave your house calls A large majority of my cat stuff was Bengal owners. Really? Now, yeah. I'm not sure if that's because they could afford a Bengal And they could afford to have me Yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah, Potentially yeah. Or whether they particularly do have more problems And they were always my hardest ones to treat Yeah, know? yeah a lot of, a lot of of aggression, uh, particularly aggression towards other cats. Often, yeah, sometimes okay. aggression to the owners. Uh, to two
1: other Bengals or other cats. As well, well, other cat in the house, really. Yeah, okay, yeah, right. It could be a
2: Bengal, I suppose. But but the Bengals not the first cross. They're like the eighth you know there's an eighth descent i okay. think they are like, they're like the, henry the, the one, you the got one. A
1: Burmese and a tonkinese and then yeah, another Yeah, you, you, know, you
2: stick short hair in there and then you get the bengal like we just down so the savannah's right at the top i right. think with a okay. cross and then i think this is an eighth cross or something like that is the bengal so the behavior problems they've got quite high and I imagine Savannahs I, I reckon yeah I, fairly I, undiluted I, up the top of it i fear for their uh, their longevity in the house. Yeah do you think I've they're going to
1: he's going to donate them to the uh, to the German zoo as well or to
2: Peter maybe? Pe- maybe to Pe- Peter. Peter might take it on. <laughs> They might hey, be willing Pete, to take Would you like it, it? Would yeah. you like, would hey, you like Pete, some savannah give cats? Us some kind of sun girl. Sushi and tuna. Go yeah. for it. Yeah, S- yeah. He's thought hard about those names.
1: Oh, absolutely. He probably put it out to his, you know, to, to the, um, what does he call his, um, his followers? The um, believers, mate. Beliebers. Yeah, Beliebers. Maybe put it out to the believers. Yeah, believers. You're a believer, aren't you? Can oh, you yeah, absolutely. Up? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I'm a believer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hang on, I might just sign up now. I think. Just, um, just let me go online. I'll sign Terrific. up. Terrific.
1: On your, on your old, your old,
2: your old typewriter there that's no no that's, that's, that's oh, out stuff mate this is a nice one just logging in sorry I'm just yep. going to die again alright excellent alright now we might move on to the disclaimer which Robbie's dying so all advice on this show is general in nature so please consult your veterinarian before following any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information. But as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, and Robbie might not be here for her with us much longer with that right. cough, please let us know if we have missed anything. That was seamless, mate. It was great. Thank you. I try and uh, get into the dulcet tones of yours That's a little great. bit. It worked perfectly. We're a perfectly. lot of people say we sound alike. Do they? Yeah. Do they? Well, well, Can't tell us apart. Really? Yeah.
1: I yeah. can't tell. I can't tell you apart. Even just, I know it's just you
2: because your mouth's moving, yeah. You know, and then I hear and the words you.
1: aren't coming out of your mouth. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's <laughs> easy. But they should come in the room with us as well.
2: Yeah. Well, we could do that. We, we could, could do that. Yell
1: we could get get um or we could get stadium seating in here. Oh. But then, but then you're gonna have to talk in front of a crowd. Well, we've
2: already got a swears. Hey, cos give, give us a yell if you can hear us. We've already got a crowd here, mate. They're just all up, up there oh, listening. Oh. That, yeah, is, chanting I think away. they were saying, Rob, Robbie, Robbie. Oh, I think they were, yeah. Robbie, you're the best, Robbie yeah. Yeah. That's or, a, or I think they're saying,
1: um, Lewis Lewis, he's our man. He's got no hair, but if he can't do it, no one can, you know? No. Nice. He, or or he's, got, is... he's got no hair, but he don't care. We don't mind. Well, oh, that's the thing for Alan Moy, um, the, the Australian soccer player. That's very good, man. Nice one. <laughs> right, very good.
2: good audience like that. <laughs> that's a and, long joke. There's even a cough in there. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. All um, right, I've got an article. Yes, tell that us about your is article. It's, it's not a journal article. It's a point-counterpoint article. Oh, I like it. So I I don't know what that means, but Hot I imagine, imagine they give points and then they rebut those points, yes. uh, the other points. From the, it's from my favourite journal. A le- bit of lettuce out the butt? Journal of Veterinary Behaviour. Nice. To feed or not to feed, counter-conditioning in the veterinary clinic Oh, okay. by Carolina Westlund. Basically, treats at the vet. Yeah, right. Should, should your vet be giving treats to the animals? Oh, though?
1: I like this because so, it's something we do all the time.
2: Exactly. And, yeah. and I think, you know, it's pre- preaching to the converter, mate. Yeah. But there's a lot of owners out there that I reckon they go to their vet and the vet doesn't give treats or gives just one little treat right at the end of the consult. You've done well, little, you know, done well, doggy, here's your treat, have, have off, a off, off you go. Yeah, right. right at the very end, last thing they do before they leave. So, so are there better ways to be doing it? Well, let's, let's point and counterpoint it. Yes. Yes. In an observational study, over 78% of dogs visiting the clinic were fearful when on the examination table. So they've done a study, 80% dogs. 80%, right. So that's 20% of dogs don't care.
1: Don't Couldn't care less. Yeah. Yep. And I, yeah,
2: I reckon that's high. But I reckon that could be right. I
1: mean, I guess it's you what know, well, It depends on what they judge as anxious. You know, are they are they scrabbling? Are they you know looking around the room? You know, compared to the dogs that sort of lie there, do they have it on their what there? Well,
2: fearful. Fearful means pretty high anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I don't really care. Like, you know, if a dog's a little bit anxious in the concert, I don't like that. You know, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter how, how small it is. You know, you've got everything from the dog that's just a little bit anxious, that's, it's, uh, you know, maybe, you know, just a bit shaky or a little bit a little bit worried about you, to the dog that, you know, won't let you in near it and wants Absolutely. to bite you, you sort of as soon as you're walking in. So, yeah. And I reckon that's probably higher for cats as well that we see. Yeah, you know, right. It's just we don't... Cats are more likely to just sit there and you think, oh, isn't that good? He's just sitting there, it's taken. So paralyzed out. by fear. Yeah, here. learned yeah. It, helplessness, yeah. exactly. So when fear... So fear in the consult room escalates. Welfare is potentially channel- challenged. There's risk to the animal and the staff increase, so the risk of us getting bitten. Yep. And many owners, animal owners dread and avoid taking their pet to the vet because of that. So system- systematic desensitisation in, comp- in combination with counter-conditioning is a powerful tool to reduce fear. Now, you already know this, mate, but, but basically uh, desensitisation and counter-conditioning involves presenting an animal with a tasty treat while gradually introducing something scary. Yep. And if it's carried out successfully, it changes the animal's emotional state. Yes. So the idea being is the dog is at the veterinary clinic, it's scared, you give it a whole lot of treats, it starts going, hey, this place is actually okay. It's going to be all right. I'm not scared anymore. I'm happy with what's going on. I'll take those treats. So uh, the scary thing ceases to be frightening. The risk to staff and animals are reduced, are reduced as fear diminishes because feeding treats reduces the risk of a defensive aggression. So right. dogs that are taking treats are often more less likely to be aggressive You know, in in the concert room. And I certainly see that. Yeah. You know, it can be really a really good indicator if you're feeding treats to a dog and you're doing something with them, maybe taking their temperature, you give them lots of treat at the front. They stop taking treats. You've got the thermometer in there. You know. Okay. Then just gone over that tipping edge there. Yeah. They're no longer taking the treats. Yeah. Another one I really find is the dog that. Just is so quick to eat the treats, right? Yeah, sure. You've got a Labrador that maybe wants to hoover all the food, yeah, yeah. But a lot of I mean, I was, the, a lot of things that I reckon vets these days don't notice is the dog that inhales those treats, yeah, don't like really about. just I can't eat them fast enough. Yes, yeah, yeah. And those dogs are actually really highly anxious as well. Yeah, it's just we don't think that's the case. We just think oh, they're just being hungry. Yeah. But yeah. you put that dog at home with that treat, it'll it'll eat it. You know, probably take at its half time the speed. With it. Yeah, and enjoy yeah, yeah. It and savor it. Savor it. Yeah, chew yeah, really, it twenty yeah. times before swallowing. That's right. Really really salivate and yeah. the morsel and get the get the uh, the essence of the of that's the treat so
1: in the while it's in the back of their mouth just just yeah. breathe in a little bit to yeah, try like and find wine air. Yeah, yeah that's right
2: yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. maybe put in a little a decanter and just let it breathe for a bit before for enjoying it like,
1: like all good liver like all good liver <laughs> that's treats Right. Yeah, exactly
2: yeah. in the veterinary clinic sparsely feeding treats to dogs and cats before during and after an examination could make the visit far less traumatic for animals owners and staff but this is seldom done, right? she says. Now, I, I take... Uh, the thing I don't like there is sparsely. Some umbrage. Yep. Yeah, like, uh, I yeah, sparsely, if they mean lots of tiny bits of treats, like a, a liver treat broken into 500 pieces, yep. scattered on the on the table of the console, fine, that's yep. fine. But I don't want to be going sparsely as in, yep, here's one when you arrive right and one when you go. You're done well, off you go. Yeah, right. I'll, I'm trying to jam in treats the whole time, yeah, right. I, I reckon. And, and I know that I'm... Different when I yeah. do that, because all the all the owners will mention and say, "Gee, he's having a lot to a lot of treats today." Yeah, yeah. You, know, you get the perhaps the the boomer generation. The, oh, he's you know, not allowed treats at my house. He shouldn't be having this many treats. Like, well, I wanted to have a nice visit, mate. So yeah, yeah. suck it up. He's going to eat them at my place. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Enjoy. And, and that was our house. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, right. Our house exactly. And I and also. I know because they'll say, oh, the other vets don't give this many treats. Yeah, yeah. And so I know, yeah, okay, I'm dishing out the treats. But I want to know that that dog's comfortable. And that's often a really good indicator for for me if they're they're taking treats in a good way. It seems there are multiple reasons why treat treat feeding is avoided, though. First, there might be gastrointestinal upset after the visit. Mm. True. In addition, feeding treats may be seen as condoning junk Food, mm. which is especially problematic in obese patients. Finally, and perhaps most importantly, appears that veterinarians assume that treat feeding would increase the risk of complications associated with sedation and anesthesia. Not only animals scheduled for anesthesia not given treats, but it's the same principle applies across all animals, just in case they might need to be sedated at some point during the visit. Yeah, right. So they come in for an uh, you know skin anal, skin anal yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they don't want to feed them treats because there's a slight chance that we might need to sedate it. Yeah. Which is a, is a bit of a paradox to me. I, I just don't see that at all. If i fed a whole lot of treats and I'm worried about the anesthetic, come back tomorrow and we'll Yeah, absolutely. It, you know? We'll sort it of th- sort of then. Yeah. Exactly. But a few treats are not gonna hurt, which we'll go into. Um, uh, it appears that most often even non sedated animals are not given treats. So it's re- that's really common, certainly. Which is interesting, I thought, this article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, she's from Sweden, so maybe maybe it's based on Sweden stuff, but I think it's probably in Australia as well. In this article, I, she discusses the three objections partly apparently hampering treat feeding. Right. Now, the first one, number one is, objection, is treat feeding cause gastrointestinal upset and obesity. Yep. So some animals are allergic or intolerant to specific food types and may suffer from gastrointestinal upset, Pruritus, itchiness, yep. or skin problems later if inappropriate treats are used during a veterinary visit. Similar concerns may be raised for animals suffering from uh, gastrointestinal illnesses or and/or pancreatitis. So, for those ones, you're just avoiding it. Is have have a have a whole array of treats. Yeah, have different ones. I mean, ones. what I do is is before I feed a treat, I say to the owner, can we have treats? Yeah. Can your dog have treats? And often they say, oh, don't give him liver. Yeah, or no, he doesn't like chicken. He's allergic to chicken. Yeah, or yes, go ahead. Yeah, or yeah, right. or even you know they might say, oh no, he's not allowed treats, and I go, uh, why, why not? Oh, yeah. we don't give him treats. Well, this is my house. Yeah, 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 my it, house. It's in my house. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah or or I love actually, it's, I love when the owners they do the classic you have to tell him that it's okay to eat the treat and he'll eat it. Yeah. And you go, okay, sure. So the first one you go, you put the treat down, the owner goes, okay, the dog eats it. The next one you get the owner, they're they're, on, they're doing something on their phone or looking oh, the wrong way, You just throw a hole on the floor and they're like, oh, you didn't say okay, but it still went for my yummy treat. This is my house. My rules. My rules in my house. <laughs> so, so that's, you know, and, and I like to have a really big variety of um of different options, you know, you can yeah. have you know low fat options, you know, for, for your pancreatitis. You can Cottage have, cheese, or yeah, sort of, yeah. exactly, all, all different stuff. So, uh, and then she also talks about sometimes using other reinforces. So, using a toy if the dog really likes a toy, or or patting and praise. I'm not. I don't feel that works so well. Yeah. You know, if, if they can't take treats, is a little bit on the back foot. The only time, time I see that work really well is I've got two dogs I can think of that are massively ball obsessed. Yeah. Right. They come in carrying a tennis ball. Yeah. Okay. And it's like you know, okay, you take the tennis ball out of the mouth, you do the procedure, you throw the ball, the dog grabs the tennis ball. Yeah. It's fine. So that that's a reward reinforcement itself. But dog, you know, trying to use toys. I guess we don't have a lot in the clinic, so maybe yeah. I haven't tried it enough. But I, I, you know, and and I don't think a lot of dogs like praise from strangers potentially. Yeah. Maybe from the well, like particularly in a,
1: in a stressful situation too. It's like, a, what? How are they going to interpret it? How are they going to interpret that? Um, that 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 praise from you going oh yeah hang on i'm still on edge a little bit i don't know i know you're saying it you know you I, it's a nice voice and
2: you're patting me but i, I still just don't know if i can trust yeah, it you. just doesn't work it hasn't been uh hasn't been linked to a secondary reinforcer hasn't been linked to a treat by you yeah so perhaps i don't really appreciate that that's a reward perhaps, yeah. perhaps in its sense and, and you know talking about the uh the obesity stuff yeah but, i mean that's that's a that's a genuine concern. I yep. think. But. I I say to owners, look, you know, treats of the vet's not going to make the dog fat. Yeah. Number one. I say the diet starts when you're, when you leave the consult room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I say when, when we have the the last batch of treats, I go, there's your last treats, mate. You're on a diet now. And (laughs) off they go out the door, sort of thing. So yeah, exactly the same, mate. Um, and, and, uh, and I, I, I straight up turn, as I say, look, I'd much prefer they, they have a really good visit with lots of lots of food treats yeah. than hating me yeah. and coming back next time and, and wanting to bite me and, yeah. and not, 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 me not bound to examine them at all. So, yeah. so look, that obesity, you know, that, that might be a genuine concern, but, you know. You know you're not going to eat that much liver to, you know, you,
1: if you're talking obesity, you know, so if you've got a, a 33 kilogram Labrador that you want to be 28 kilos, you know, How much liver are you going to give it during a consult that's going to contribute to the obesity? Exactly. You, 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 you. A Labrador would certainly try and eat a hundred grams of liver, right? <laughs> yes. But if it does, oh my goodness, it is going to be painting the walls of the car on the way home yeah, because yeah. it is going to end up pretty damn crook if it's eaten a hundred grams of, uh, of of liver to change its weight by point one yeah. of a of a kilogram. Exactly.
2: It's not. It's not the uh, the uh, the handful of treats out of the clinic that made the dog fat potentially. It's what's going on at home. Yes. Yeah. So I don't think the fact they're coming and seeing the the I really don't feel that coming in and seeing uh, somebody that they look up to, the vet, mm. feeding treats, is is necessarily going to mean they go home and go, oh, the vet feeds treats, so we can feed treats, so let's yeah. let's feed feed a whole lot of treats. But what I think I like to think they're getting out of is, oh, actually, the vet's actually making a really nice visit for my dog. I yeah. can see they're going from being fearful and scared. To actually really enjoying this, he's doing he's doing a good thing, and a, and then want to come back to the clinic because yeah. that vet makes it a good experience for my dog. I'd much rather it happen in that situation. Yeah. The second objection people have is treat feeding and aspiration pneumonia. Right. So this is specific when we have to sedate yeah, animals, okay. there's a concern that you, they should be uh, should be starved, fasted. fasted. So aspiration pneumonia is caused by regurgitation or gastroesophageal reflux. Where stomach contents leak back up and may damage the esophagus, trachea, and the lungs. They, this may be brought about by certain diseases like vomiting and as an und- undesirable side effect of sedation. Or eating certain certain foods. Yes, yeah. Like the like butter chicken. Esophagus. Like the butter butter. The butter oh, chicken. The <laughs> esophagus mate. I was thinking you butter chicken, but you, you got round you chop some rosy the other day and give you a bit of gourd. Yeah. Gourd. You got a bit of gourd. 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 Yes. yes. Um, uh, sedation ranges, depths ranges along and continuum from minimal sedation to general anesthesia. Um, and most publications dealing with aspiration, pneumonia and sedation levels in dogs examine or reports in incidents during heavy sedation or general anesthesia. Mm. And sometimes assumes that only when the gag reflex is lost. So the ability to swallow is lost that aspiration pneumonia is a risk during heavy sedation. However, in recent reports, there was no difference in the risk of aspiration pneumonia associated with sedation without Putting a tube down, so we put a little tube down to the help them breathe. Yep. In comparison with sedation without intubation, in comparison with general anesthesia, where we do put a, a tube down. So they both got it the same amount. Um, an equal number of animals had been exposed to either procedure. Thus, it seems that aspiration pneumonia risk associated with light sedation may have been underestimated. Oh, okay. So maybe it happens a bit more than, than we sort of think. There are a number of predictors of uh associated with the occurrence of post anesthesia aspiration pneumonia i won't go into all of them i think it might might get a it might turn a few of the listeners off and i haven't got a yawning soundtrack or i would <laughs> that's right i could I, I can generate one pretty quickly i'm pretty sure, sure i can get one too tonight <laughs> mate so um so it talks a little bit a little bit about fasting uh and, and obviously our recommendation for, for anesthesia, cats and dogs, overnight fasting is usually recommended yeah. um, for any procedure, including anesthesia. But there was a study that found that extended fasting and having no access to water is actually detrimental, probably because of acid buildup that occurs after long periods of that food. Um, more than a third of the dogs f- that's fasted for more than eight hours got reflux. Right. Okay. So, shouldn't fast them for longer than eight hours. The same same study found that withholding food for eight to twelve hours and providing water up to two hours before sedation results in the lowest incidence of reflux in dogs. Right. So. Uh, we say that, I think you probably say that, no food after 9pm so having a procedure yeah, yeah, the next yeah. day and leave the water in. And,
0: yeah,
1: I, uh, I usually say leave the water in until you get up first thing in the morning, take the water away, no breakfast. Yeah, I just say
0: leave the water in because
2: by the time we get down to the clinic and they come to us, you know. It's unlikely that
0: they're yeah, going
1: to have drunk a massive exactly, amount of exactly. water and it's be,
2: water, it'll, it'll absorb away. It'll be a couple yeah. of hours before they get here anyway, so, yeah. you know, before they get, get into the procedure. So... Um, So if aspiration pneumonia occurs, the volume of fluid in the lungs is typically proportioned to the the stomach volume. Makes sense. So, Yeah, that's right. So if treats are fed in the veterinary clinic before a procedure... 100 grams to the Labrador. Yeah, that's right. Steps should be taken to ensure that the net gastric volume is reduced. So wait until it's passed through the stomach, essentially is what they say. The selection of treat type will influence how quickly it passes through the stomach. And they did some studies and they found obviously that liquid treats... Pass through really quickly, uh, and it says in half an hour. Right. So um, you know that the the cottage cheese, maybe that sort of oh, thing, right. go, yes. through, yep. go through with a half an hour. When it's um, when it's uh, water mixed with liver, fifty grams of liver, fifty grams, yep. half half the Labrador amount. Uh, that'll take about an hour to clear. Right. And then if it's just fifty the, grams, r- is still a lot of uh, a lot
1: of liver, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, fifty
2: grams of liver cubes. All oh, right. Would take two hours. Right. So it depends what you're feeding. Um, as to how long how long it's gonna it's gonna sort of sit and sit. How long gut. would uh, would would
1: cubed uh, wombat feces take to clear out of there, Lewis? Has there got, got that on there for the yep. Australian yep. farm dogs? A week,
2: a week. Yeah, it takes a week for the cubed feces to clear the wombat, right? And also the dog when they and the, the feces, yeah,
1: because uh, because of the cube, it doesn't fit through the duodenum properly. That's right. They have to
2: massage it down with their gut, yes. to, to be formed in in liver shape. And, actually. Because, and because
1: they don't have the the threefold musculature of the of the wombat, yes, it slows it down. Yes, and
2: because dogs don't care if it rolls down the hill either yeah, so, so it just comes out yeah. Comes out as a log
1: yeah that's right a Log. So, so
2: the log can roll down yeah, the hill yeah roll down the hill fall out of the tree and roll down the hill Fantastic. like a log yeah, yeah. we've got it solved, mate Veterinaries. so to feed or not to feed the yes. trade off so I'll keep moving veterinarians, veterinarians and veterinary assistants have a choice whether or not to use treats when interacting with their patients my impression And this is the same Of the paper Treats should be started The moment the animal Enters the waiting room Yeah right uh, And continue during Weighing Consultation And examination And I'm a big fan For that yeah, yeah. Certainly in the consult room Treats will start As soon as the dog Walks in Yeah, you know? yeah. Walk in I'll throw some treats On the floor Let them find the treats I'll yep. talk to the owner um, You know Won't even pick the dog up Won't even yep. perhaps Say hello to the dog Depending on how nervous they are If one, one of those dogs Wants to run up And say good g'day yeah, I might squat down Say hi to them I might yeah. squat down See so they come over And say hello but also treats on the ground, let them mosey around, sniff them out, see if they're yeah. going to eat. It gives me a really good gauge where we're at with this dog, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> <clears throat> so um, the interesting thing, and there's interesting, Karen Overall is a behaviorist in the States. Her statement is that muzzles are more common in examination rooms than treats. Wow. I thought that's an interesting point. Yeah. Most, I think most consult rooms in Australia would have treats, but whether they're yeah. open and used, that, that's the that's that, that's that's question. Yeah. So her point is that obviously as vets, we expect that we're going to encounter fearful and aggressive animals in yeah. the consult room because we've got muzzles there ready to go yes, yeah, in the yeah. cupboard. Well, we should have treats there as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. If you're going to get out a muzzle... You know, you, you definitely need treats. Yeah, that's of, a great, that's yeah, a great, great perspective. That's a really good it. point, isn't it? Although the focus on low-stress handling techniques has grown in recent years, still only 33% of veterinarians answering a survey on fear-free procedures offer treats almost continuously to patients unless medically contraindicated. So if there's a medical problem, yeah. they won't offer treats. But but 33% of... of um, uh, of vets will offer treats. That's two thirds won't. Yeah, yeah, still right. won't won't offer treats, and and that's that's really worrying for me. And,
1: and you know, it, it's probably more just a, a habit thing as well, Lewis. You know, you just got to get in the habit of doing it, mm. and once you get in the habit of doing it, yep. then it just becomes part of what you do. Like as it is for you, you know, because it's part of your part of your shtick, part of your normal routine. You would feel exactly weird if you went into a, a consult
2: room and it didn't have treats. Oh, it's the first like, thing I'm doing. It'd, it'd be like around. not having a stethoscope. Yeah. You know? yeah, it's like one of the first things I say with our treats. Yeah, and they go, yeah, and I look around. There's not a treat bag. I'm straight out the front. Pull it. Pull one off the shelf. There we go. You know? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's fifteen bucks out of the uh, the bosses <laughs> the bosses pay packet, but <laughs> I don't care, mate. Yeah, I want yeah, them to yeah. Be yeah. Happy and comfortable. So feeding tr- treats reduces stress. The animal learns that visiting the veterinarian is a pleasant experience and future visits may be facilitated. So it encourages the owners to come back. Because yeah. the pet wants to come back. Yeah. The fact the animal is not stressed and eating may facilitate gut motility. Yeah, Interesting I guess. point. Thus, depending on the passage of, of time until sedation and the amount and texture of food ingested, the net contribution to the stomach volume may actually be negative. Interesting point. So you're actually clearing out more stuff out of the gut. That's right. Exactly. Because it's motility. They're not stressed. Yeah. So the motility, so anything that's in there will empty quicker. Will pass through as well. Interesting point there. I don't know if that's been proven, but interesting point. Likewise, wrists. Let's let's not let speculation, (laughs) you know, like
1: facts ruin a good speculative story here, Lewis. Let's you like that, mate? I like that,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. Yeah. I like it too, I'm just not sure.
1: Sometimes we, we're veterinary scientists, but sometimes we've got to be veterinary magicians too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We are magic, we magic. You're magic, magic mate. Oh, thanks, buddy. The you're super, magic too. You're the, oh,
2: thanks, mate. Oh, that's really nice. <laughs> oh, if I had just a nice little soundtrack to go with that. No, I haven't. No. Right. On. Uh Likewise, risk to staff is reduced by feeding treats. Yeah. Also, owners are likely to be more content and bring their pet for another visit. Furthermore, they learn of useful and empowering techniques to help the animal overcome fear in other contexts. Mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, hopefully. that. I really like that. The other option of not using treats implies handling animals in ways that may generate stress. Using strength, uh, restraint and techniques that prevent fearful animals from having a control is, is a flooding procedure. Which may lead to learned helplessness. We talk about where they just goes quiet. Yeah, the cat on the table that's just not moving. Yeah, yeah. Big wide eyes on it. Big wide pupils. They're scared. Yeah, yeah. But they seem oh they're easy to handle. We can do everything we want. So compliant. Yeah, exactly. Isn't he sweetie? Just lovely. Just just sitting there. Um and uh, learned helplessness and exacerbate fear. The animal may become successfully more difficult to handle on subsequent visits, and that's a big one as well, definitely. So, uh alarmingly, and this is a really, really interesting fact, 93% of veterinarians, veterinarians are estimated to have been victims of dog or cat bites. Yeah. So you've been I'm sur- bitten? I'm surprised it's only 93%. Yeah. What's that other? 7%? Do, yeah, I know. They yeah. failed. They yeah. didn't make the course. They're not vets. How can you be a vet and not been bitten?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon uh, may, maybe that's just 7% of new graduates who haven't actually been on the tools. Have or the, haven't got a job yet. Maybe they're yeah. surgeons. That just so, They're knocked out. Never yes, never seem awake. Oh, with these hands? I'm not <laughs> touching an awake animal with these How hands. How dare you make me touch them? These, this is my art. These are my these are my paintbrushes <laughs> on, on which I perform miracles. I'm not going to
2: touch your awake animal. <laughs> Exactly, maybe, maybe, maybe they're pathologists. Is that the way that Sam pathologists? pathologists? Yeah, it's pretty sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to Sam. Yeah, uh, Sam Sterling, <laughs> friend of the show. Yeah, Doctor Sam Sterling, specialist surgeon. I'm sure he's he's doing a big surgery on one of my mates' dogs tomorrow. He's hands on as mate. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, I'll, I'll, I'll talk
1: about that. You know, next time. All but right. Um, yeah, well, yeah.
2: Maybe when we know the success of it. That's what I was thinking. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. That sounds good.
1: I, I'm sure every, all the all the listeners were thinking that too, but uh, now now it's into, uh, you know. Now I've
2: brought it out there. Brought it out there, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they weren't <laughs> thinking that, but they are now.
1: They are now. Yeah,
2: big procedure. hope it's successful. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Fingers crossed you, mate. Do you want to shout out? What's that? Hope it goes well. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, Sam. Yeah, good luck, Sam. Hope it goes well. Yeah. No pressure. All right. Uh, so, so it's basically saying vets pay a heavy cost when dealing with anxious animals. The true incidence of animals lashing out of staff is probably underestimated. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as we've talked about before, is it a nip? Is it a bite? Mm. It depends what you define it. Common occurrence in the veterinary practice. and An oc- occupational hazard that may be reduced by treat feeding. Yes. In addition, owners may in the future avoid bringing their animal to the vet. We said that fear problems in the animal may in the worst case scenario be exacerbated by rough handling in the veterinary practice mm. and the owner would receive no information about how to deal with the fear in the least intrusive manner. Yeah. <coughs> if the authoritative figure of the veterinarian uses flooding and manhandling to interact with the animal, this unfortunate behavior may be copied by the owner. Yeah. And that instigates a vicious cycle. Yeah. So good article, mate. Really brings up. That's a good point.
1: Did I talk about um, last week about the guy who I said that um, was getting a bit funny when I said that his dog that was coming in, like he was coming in for vaccination and um, was already, like you read back through the animal's history and it comes in for grooms as well. It's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse, right? And so I'd said to him, no, look, I can see that your dog's getting worse. You know, I don't want to try and stress it out. It's taking some treats. Let's make this a nice, happy visit. You know, if I manhandle your dog, you know, stick the muzzle on and do all this I know that the next time it's going to be worse and things are going to keep getting worse. You did mention it last week, mate. And has
2: the owner got back to you yet? Oh, wrong one. oh? There's a drum roll. That's a, that's a that's the wrong drum roll. Sorry, mate. That's right. Go for it. Did has the owner? That's right. We can cut this out in post, mate. Yeah, that's oh, fine. I have to. That was terrible. That was really bad. Oh, I can't find my drum roll. You're gonna have to go for it. No, he hasn't. Oh.
1: I was so frustrated. Oh, I was thinking about no. just as you were saying it, going, gee, is I real like, I, I I didn't charge a console. I, d- I tried to do the right thing by this guy yeah. to say, no, look, I don't want to cause your dog more, uh, more harm by doing the things that we can see are getting worse. Um, and so then I had a dog come in today who's a. Um, I started seeing her a couple of years ago. She came to me from um, another clinic where she'd had a a, a big surgery on her leg um, and had started to get quite anxious. And then she started to get uh, skin problems and ear problems. And so, you know, painful conditions. And so she's now conditioned herself to coming into the vets. That now she can't even she won't even let me look at her uh, look at her face because she's pacing and pacing yeah. and walking around the consult room. So I'd said to the owner, like much like what you were saying last week with the ear infections, I said, look, let's let's take away your dog's pain now send you away with some um, with some sedating stuff to come in the next time. And when the dog's pain isn't as bad, then let's try and have a look down yeah, the ears. good, mate. Is that something that you want to do? Because I can see that she's getting worse. Yeah. And I even said to the owner, I said, look, I remember when you first brought her in that she wasn't this bad, but now she's getting worse, worse, worse. And the owner said, yeah, absolutely, let's all do right. it. She's coming back in to see me that's again next all, week. That's awesome, So I was like, fantastic. Well, that's you know?
2: the thing, mate. I mean, you know... Yes, unfortunately, the other guy hasn't come back in. Yeah. But you're you, you sort of, in a way, getting your clients to a nice pointy end of compliant clients yeah. that want to do the best for their animal and want yeah. an animal that's not anxious coming in, appreciate your advice, really keen on the fact that you're looking at the body language yeah. and going... I can see this is happening, you know, let's stop it. Because they might be at home talking about thinking. they going, oh, I have to go to the damn vet again. The dog yep. hates it, you know, but blah, blah. the vet doesn't care. He's just coming in, whacking the injection in and then sending me off, it throws a treat at the end. Yep. You know, they might be talking about it. And then you brought it up. Beautiful, mate. Yep. Love it.
1: But I, it's it's funny, you know, that um you, know, you how some people, they still just have that, no, I just want it to yeah. come in. I just want you to get the injection. What's this stuffing around, mucking yeah. around? It's, I can't be bothered doing any of that. It's like... You know what I I, I I even say to people now, you're know, like I've been a vet for nearly twenty years. I'm sick of fighting with animals. <gasps> I'm yeah, you know, twenty years, mate. Well, nearly. i I know you're at twenty years. I said I'm nearly this at 20, sh- years. This is twenty years. This year's me, twenty years. This year's twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're a
2: little bit younger, young fella. Just bide uh, your, you know, your time. Bide your
1: time. But I just say, you know, I, I I'm just I, I'm sick of. Of having animals hating coming and yeah. seeing me, I I I hate it. You know, um, I don't think it's fair for the animals, and so that's why we're really trying to turn. it. And flat out, we're going to lose we're going to lose clients. You know, we we will lose clients from it. Yeah. Like this this guy, uh, we may never see him again. You know, and I the thing I feel bad about for that is I feel bad for the dog because yeah. if they if he then goes to you know the um the, oh, oh the beep oh mate. oops you know, Be- To doctor. You know, down at <laughs> Vet Clinic that we spoke about last week. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, that guy is gonna chuck a muzzle on and he's gonna pin the dog down and he's gonna jab the needles in and this to goes, Jeez, that guy's a good vet and it's yeah. like it, it
2: just gets it done, yeah. Well, you know what would be better though, yeah. if you went to Doctor yeah. Up the road, not yeah. the not the nasty one, but a nice one they said, Hey, I think your dog's anxious. Here's some medication. Come back next week. Didn't see yeah. exactly what you said. Or, that would or, be awesome.
1: Or, or worse, he gives it gives the dog my my sedation <laughs> and then takes it somewhere else <laughs> and goes, geez, it's much better here. <laughs> Classic. All yeah. guys. So uh, I think
2: we're running out of time for mailbag this yeah. week. You let's, have, let's, yeah, we'll do that on uh, when we record for the next one because we're going to have a bit more time next time. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. All guys. But if you've got any questions, you can get on to us to vetstalkpets at gmail.com. We are on the social media. Hey, nice post on social media, mate. Uh, the surgery on the... Uh, on the bunny rabbit? Yeah, on little vanilla. Yes, you. She's doing great. we'll we talk about it next week? Absolutely, sounds good. Yeah. Alrighty, guys, we'll see you next week. Peace out.
0: Scratch you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to TwoVetsTalkPets at gmail.com.